0: Someone in red, in he to oh, he's it! From and it goes towards the, goal for him. the This could be the most dramatic story of the season. It's Torres. Oh! To get- And welcome to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and with me today is Logan Stump. How's it going? And Matt Hargrove. Hello. And all I want to say is happy holidays to all those who celebrate except for Manchester City fans. As we get into today here, uh, we have, you know, we missed last week, the holidays. There's also only like, what, three games that have covid um, or something ridiculous like that. This week was not any better, really. Uh, but Manchester City sit six points up in the table. Liverpool have a game in hand, though, so they can cut that to three. Uh, Chelsea, meanwhile, get off of their draw and losing streak here as they get a win against Aston Villa, 3-1. Arsenal continue their hot form. They're in fourth place tottenham is on our run here they're in fifth and west ham is fallen down to six with a draw and two losses and manchester united sit seventh so uh that's kind of the top seven that we'll take a look at and then we'll talk everything in between as well but first just wanted to ask low holidays
1: really good um I didn't get any city stuff. I always put city stuff on my list, but it never, nobody likes city in my family either, so... Yep, um, that's why I didn't get it for you. <laughs> nobody ever gets me stuff, so... No, it was good. I got to play some FIFA on the PS5. I don't think I've told people on this show that I've got the PS5 now, but I've been playing FIFA, been rising the ranks in PS5. It is a lot harder than the PS4 version, so that's an interesting one, but no, it's been good. It's, uh, the, I had my family in for the first time since 2014, and that was a lot of fun, and got to see Spider-Man, so... It's been a good break in Christmas holiday. You were
0: you were ahead of the COVID thing then, huh? You were like uh, five years before that. Yeah, not, it, it, not going with family for the holidays since 2014.
1: Yeah, it's been uh, it's been wild.
0: Matt, how was your holiday season? Yeah,
2: I worked oh.
0: the Disney life.
2: <laughs> yeah, I worked. Um, didn't just got like money for christmas so um got family family have COVID though so i wouldn't have been able really to visit them anyway oh really that sucks <laughs> yeah so a couple days before christmas um so wow. they've all been kind of dealing with some people with that which is not entirely fun but yeah not much else just been working
0: nice nobody cares about my holiday season so we'll go on to talk about the premier league Jordan, how's
1: your uh how was your holiday season going it was fine
0: I ask. it was fine um you know uh, I about to go see my fourth showing of spider-man this weekend of course so, you uh, i'll go there um and do that but other than that you know i, I got some cool stuff i want uh, off of my list but uh other than that, it was, you know, it was the holidays, so uh, I, I do enjoy the holidays, but sometimes it's just with all the running around that we end up having to do, it can just take a lot out of you.
1: Did anybody get soccer stuff, or are we just a lame soccer podcast that didn't get any soccer stuff?
0: I did not, Not no. Got I got some baseball books.
1: Uh, yeah, that's true, I guess. Matthew's right. Whenever the, I want stuff, I buy it. So.
2: All the stuff comes out in like September. That's true. So I just buy it.
0: Yeah, I'm waiting for you know whenever some of these new MLS kits come out. Um, take a look there. Oh, new kits are coming out. That means the old kits are going to Ross soon, so I'll be hitting that up as well. See if they have anything there for me. But, yeah... Um, you know what I told Joy would be a really good present for next year, or for my birthday. Is, a soccer club. Oh. Yeah, dollar. yeah. I want her to purchase um, <laughs> Liverpool. Actually, um, but no, it, it was. Uh, you know, you know what we looked at uh, in downtown Disney when we when we were sitting uh, there after we launched the podcast, and they had that like surprise shirt. Yeah. Company thing. Yep. There's more of those now, and some of them do ship here to the U.S., because that other one didn't. And I saw this one account, surpriseshirts.co.uk, I think it was. Uh, Lots of people tweeting at them with what jerseys they got, and they got some really beautiful ones, random ones. It was great. I was like, that would be a pretty cool gift or two for Christmas next year. But I didn't think of it until Christmas Day, you know, and at that point you have to wait until next year or for my birthday.
2: I was going to say, I saw it the, popping um, up with all that stuff. Yeah. I Because of gifts I bought for people, I had like $10. And I you guys have probably used Fanatics. Um, mm-hmm. I had like $10 yeah. on Fanatics. So I was like, eh, let's see what's on Fanatics. And on Christmas Day, every item just says, will not be received in time for Christmas. And I was like, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs>
0: Could you imagine that like you order it and then it's like, Christmas knock, Day. knock,
1: knock? <laughs> <laughs> There's is. nothing else to do. Nobody ordered anything. <laughs>
0: here here's a funny non-soccer related story though but i got uh you know my sister and i were exchanging gifts this year and we just mailed them like we just ordered them and sent it directly to each other's houses uh hmm. you know so i'm getting her like a justin tucker jersey she got me uh you know she asked me for a list of things and i sent her this list of like you know spider-man stuff like that so on Christmas Eve, she tells me it got delivered. So I, I met my in-laws. I decide I have to go stop somewhere anyway. And I was like, I'll, you know, go do this errand. I'll stop home and make sure the gift is inside, you know, take it inside. And then I'll go back to my in-laws. I open it up and it is these awful Spider-Man boxers, right? And I sent her a picture of them because I'm nice and just said, got it. Thanks. Thanks. And meanwhile, I'm like, what the hell did she get me this for? This wasn't one of the things I <laughs> sent her a list of. Why didn't she just get me one of the t-shirts I sent her? Then in the receipt, it shows a picture of what she was supposed to have. Uh, and it was a shirt for No Way Home. And they just grabbed the wrong thing and put it in this thing and shipped it to me. So now she has to go through this whole return thing. But, uh, you know, it just made me think of like... That won't be delivered by Christmas Day. This was, but it was still the wrong thing. Uh, so unfortunately, and I have to go through this return thing. But you know, I was like, why is she buying me this stuff? You know. So that's how my holiday went. All right. So we're gonna talk some uh, Premier League. I came into it a bit here. Manchester City, congratulations on another uh, English Premier League title. Logan, how does it feel to be crowned champions again?
1: It's pretty cool by Boxing Day. Every time this, uh, every time around now, it seems by Boxing Day we can just say, yeah, City won it, and they don't ever lose in the second half." So it'll be interesting to see if anybody can catch up to them. I know Liverpool's got the game in hand, but it, it is even the Man City people are just like, "Let's just soak it all in." We're just that good. The coach is that good. The players are that good. And meanwhile, um, we did score like 121 or 122 goals in 2021, 20, um, which is on par for three goals a match and. Yeah. So, and if anybody wants to try to come in and catch us, we are looking for a striker currently. We we do have a hard time scoring goals, but once we figure that out, I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty easy.
0: You say after scoring six <laughs> against uh, Leicester,
1: six and four and seven. So it's been a it's been a tough run for City. It's been a really tough run.
0: Here's the annoying thing: 2021 City wins the Premier League. 2021 um, uh, Mumbai City, which is their Indian Super League team, won.
1: Who won MLS? I forget.
0: City won the A League, and NYCFC won MLS. That is gross.
1: It's not that gross. It's it's
0: kind of Well, yeah, Red Bull. Red is not going to win anything. Red
2: Bull's selling everybody. Red Bull won a Formula <laughs> One championship, but that was that was about it.
0: They don't give you wings, uh, you know. They're not flying to the top of the table. I'll say that they're uh, kind of struggling. Even even Leipzig is still struggling after getting rid of uh, Jesse Marsh. So it wasn't just the manager here. They're really in a bad run of form.
2: The the whole city thing. It's like it's crazy because City faced Leicester, and the team Leicester put out was weaker than the team Leicester put out to face the, the Liverpool in the Carabao Cup. So it's like, what? sometimes I wonder how hard teams play city expecting them just to lose anyway. So they're just like, you know what? We're not going to get any points off of city. Let's just throw out some, some weak team and just go after like points the rest of the season. It's, it's just tough. It's boring to watch. That's kind of exciting on this side. Not really. It's no,
0: so they're, they're very boring to watch. Honestly, hey. they
2: are. it's no, past, it pass, 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 pass,
0: pass, pass. Shot. oh, there's the seventh goal. Wait a
1: minute. You guys just don't shoot. You guys have possession all the time, too. You guys are horrible to watch.
0: Chelsea has been horrible to watch. Liverpool's
1: (laughs) fun to watch because Liverpool – they. Liverpool is fun to watch, yes. City and Chelsea are very methodic. I I don't know.
2: It's just – when you watch them, it it does feel like – not to say like some teams I think don't play as hard against them, but like it really does feel like some teams don't – attempt as much because they expect to lose so they go with the why don't we just rest some players so that we can go after the other games and to be honest for some of the weaker teams I get it you know I don't really understand why Newcastle would attempt you know to get three points because they're not going to even get one so why don't they rest a player or two and then they can do stuff like they did today which get a point uh, get a point off of United but you see what happens though. Like Leicester actually attempted to play for like 10 minutes and they actually played well. And it's kind of like, why didn't you try that more? <laughs> why don't you actually look at it and attempt a I little harder? <laughs> yeah. So it's like when you can score against city, it's not impossible. Teams have proven, I mean, champions league teams have proven it, but it, it is interesting to watch some teams. Cause it, it does feel like, especially the lower half of the team sometimes don't, think they can get points and so they don't attempt to get points instead trying to get points off of the other games they play and it's just lucky for Liverpool. you know the Premier League should thank Liverpool for winning that Premier League because this would be getting Bundesliga territory it's going to be soon
0: let's see EPL winners if only there was a Uh... Super League (laughs) Uh, There is one. It's called Man City. (laughs) Okay, so, yeah, without the Liverpool, it would be four years in a row. It's still not terrible.
2: I mean, it's bad. I mean, like, I was going to say, for a sport to, to win four in a row is, obviously, it's impressive. Like, you don't even, that never happens in the U.S. Didn't
0: the Steelers do it?
2: I mean, like, in current day and age, you don't see teams like,
0: no. It's but, so hard to well, just Well, Tom Brady was in the Super Bowl how many
2: times? <laughs> I think he's only ever won it. He might have won it 3. No, I don't think he's ever won more than 2 in a row though, and I think it was early on. Like it's hard. So like the fact that city does it is obviously impressive, but eventually you have to kind of be like, okay, you know, some of the some of these teams got to change a little so they can make it a little bit more competitive.
0: Yeah, he he usually has a year in between his, um, though he did have, yeah, two in a row in 05, Tom Brady, against Carolina and Philly. Uh, But yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier in soccer for it, but when you look at, like, I don't know, history, what's the Bundesliga up to right now? How many in a row there?
2: I want to say, like, nine, eight or nine, maybe. Juventus had nine before last year, I think. And yeah.
0: Uh, so Bayern has not lost since 2011-2012 uh, to Dortmund.
2: Who was the coach of Dortmund?
0: Klopp. <laughs> For both of those. He's the only one. <laughs> hey, I feel like was was the Pep last... at Bayern. What,
2: was what Pep was at the... Bayern
0: during that yeah,
1: time? Pep would have been. Yeah.
0: <laughs> at one of those, uh, during one of those. Uh, what is the last non Dortmund or Munich uh, Bundesliga winner?
2: It's obviously random.
0: Like it's Wolfsburg. not somebody we would guess. What'd you say, Logan? Wolfsburg. You're right. Are you looking Am at... I really? No, yeah. I'm not looking at it. Am I right? <laughs> okay. Yeah. 2008,
1: 2009. Okay. Yeah. That was a good guess. That was a... No. And
0: before that, Stuttgart. No. In six seven, that is. It's such a Preddie weird league. In though. three four, and other than it's those, like, it's just all Munich. And...
2: It's such a weird league though because Bayern takes the best players from teams because they're usually Germans and they want to play for the best German team. Yeah. Um, so like it's so odd though because it, it seems so just understanding of it.
0: Whereas City, the,
2: Obviously, City doesn't do that. Nobody sells players to City besides Villa and Liverpool that one time. They seem to find players elsewhere, which is obviously a test of Pep because some of these guys weren't exactly like huge stars, and he oh, helped turn them into stars.
1: <laughs> It'll be soon, Jordan. It'll be soon.
2: No, if they don't,
1: they'll never win In 2023, he'll be gone. No, I don't know if they'll ever win a champions league. I'm i I'm not convinced that they'll ever win a champions league. I feel
2: Last like that's when, he chance. would leave if he did.
1: Yeah. I think I they could, like I that.
2: think he would leave. If they won it this year, I think he would leave.
0: Rumor is he's going to NYCFC in a few years, right? That'd be
1: wild if he <laughs> came to MLS. I don't
0: know if he I mean like Ronnie Dahlia has been has been
2: good there. I don't know why he would, would he coach a national team. I
1: always or felt like he would eventually.
2: Klopp's going to coach the German squad at some point. I think that's his – he's going to – leave in 2024, take a year off, and then I think he'll become the the German coach.
1: I see Pep eventually wanting, going, uh, wanting to go back to Spain for some reason, just because I, either it's a Spani- Spanish national or coaching a Spanish team again.
2: I can hmm. see Spain's national team. I feel like at some point some of these coaches, they I feel like they get tired of club football. They'll be like – we already won everything, so why don't I go ahead and try to win a World Cup for a year? Well, when you get older,
0: they'll do it a lot because it's not as much day-to-day work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know too. It's, it's, it's a lot of more, just travel and leisure. Yeah, traveling to go watch somebody play mm-hmm. and calling some players in and having these, you know, national team camps every couple months instead of, you know, having to um, coach day in and day out. So that's why yeah. a lot of times you'll see older managers go into that. Um, And why sometimes managers that are good national teams cannot coach uh, club teams. Jurgen Klinsmann did well with Germany at first, though it seems to have been more of a Yogi Lowe thing for the tactics because Philip Lahm like ripped him a new one in his book. Um, But Jurgen Klinsmann, you know, then went to some different club teams and failed uh, spectacularly. Um, And it's not had another job since the U.S. um, job. So, you know, some of those people can't translate it that way and some people can't translate going the other way. So it is it's a whole different breed, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so a game that happened today, you know, Newcastle held United to a draw. Newcastle played pretty well. They had just a little under the XG that United did. They had the same amount of shots. Um, they had, you know, less possession. But uh, if it wasn't for a Cavani goal in the seventy-first minute, you're looking at Newcastle having uh, having one. Also, Ronaldo probably should have been sent off with his tackle. So really, you're looking at uh, you know uh, United under Rangnick, which we had a really chance to talk about. So far, not not great, Matt. What, what's your thoughts here on Manchester United?
2: Um. I, I don't think Raniuk or Raniuk or Ragnik – how do you say it? It's Ronick or Ragn- – I don't care. Um
0: <laughs>
2: I don't think he really is going to make a huge difference. I know everybody likes to talk about how he's like the the mentor of Klopp and Tuchel, but they're both better coaches. Um, they took what he did and developed it. the My issue is that they don't look any different personally to me. Um, I even think you can see that in some of the games they played uh, shortly after he got hired. Honestly, Norwich, they probably should have lost. I think they won based off of a penalty. Um, Then, what was the other game? There was another like 1-0 game shortly after he got hired. And every time they're playing in the Premier League, it's not like they're Dominating. It's it's honestly looks like the same team. De Gea is still. If your goalkeeper is man of the match against Norwich and Newcastle, who are currently 19th and 20th in the league, I think that's all you kind of need to know. um He's not man of the match because he's keeping a clean sheet based off of pure skill. He's having to make insane saves because they still have the same issues. Like standing. Um, Yeah. Maguire still looks awful. He was awful yeah, today. Varane looked like he's had two months off because he's been out for two months. He looked awful today. Bruno has become non-existent in all fairness, and I guess that's a little odd. I didn't think he would become non-existent. I didn't think he would be an issue with Ronaldo coming in, but I wonder to an extent, can those two coexist because they're very similar in terms of like spotlight players? They need to be the one that everything revolves around to, to be successful. It's almost kind of like Jack Grealish. They need they need to be the focal point. And Ronaldo can be the focal point in work because he's a striker or a winger or whatever he is at this point. And it's successful because he scores goals. But if he's become the focal point, what happens to Bruno, whose big thing was like flair plays where he would make a, a big goal or get the penalties to give them the lead. And you see, Jack Grealish is struggling when he's no longer at focal point. Like, I don't even feel like he plays anymore. Like, I don't think, I almost think Pep hates him at this point. Um, and so it's like, does it work really? Do, do they have players that can actually coexist? And I think that was the issue at the start of the season. They weren't a team that could coexist, they don't have a, a cohesive unit compared to City. City looked like they've been like family members since they were all two when they played. It's almost like they know where the guy is without even asking. It's it's crazy. And to be honest, Klopp has it pretty well drilled into Liverpool too. It's a lot of players that have played together for four or five years. And even the players that come in, it takes them about a year to acclimate themselves. And Tuchel, I, I don't watch Chelsea as much, but when I do watch them, they still seem a lot more drilled into a system. Whereas... Ronyet came in and it, it just feels like he's a big name that people got excited about, but they're still playing the same. They're still playing hero ball. They just don't, it doesn't work. And I don't think a January transfer window is really going to do anything for this team either. It, it's, it's a bigger mess than I think United fans want to admit. And I don't think the hire is going to change anything. It's going to stay like this until, They get some sort of plan. They need to kind of rid themselves of some of these players. And I I hate saying it, but like maybe they kind of need to rid themselves of players like Ronaldo and Cavani and try to find some more of like a system that's going to work between everybody because that's kind of what's working. You're seeing it happen with Arsenal too. Arsenal have a system that Arteta has kind of drilled into them and they're working a lot better as a team. Conte is already drilling a system into Tottenham and they are working better as a team City, Chelsea, Liverpool, different standards. They're pretty much higher than all of those teams, but that's what they have. They have a system, a cohesive unit. United still just look like a bunch of guys that, yeah, they've got talent, but it's talent might win you championships in France or Italy or, honestly, Spain at this point. It feels like big names help win big games, but in England, it you need to have much more than just talent to actually win stuff.
0: Uh, I'll tell you, somebody that's been watching Chelsea, um, (laughs) not so sure on the assessment there. Uh, I mean, they have, I guess, an idea at times, but there's also been this, you know, lots of playing players out of position recently, you know. Um,
2: I I mean, like, but that's an injury thing. Like, if if everybody was healthy, I, I don't think that would be the case. Injuries, I think, get tossed in there. United aren't very injured right now you know and they still look like they're lost I don't feel like if Chelsea if if you had Conte and Kovacic in your two midfield positions because they're always hurt it wouldn't be that case at least Tuchel looks like there's a plan at least I guess is the way I would think.
0: Logan what's your uh what's your thoughts here on um you know you talked about City a bit but what about the crosstown rivals in United and you know being under Ragnick, what do they do if you know they promised him this uh consultant role after the season to help them get a coach are they able to get out of that if this doesn't go, go well you think or you know what what's the plan here
1: yeah, being 20 points back behind Manchester City can't be a good feeling for united fans looking over they've got three games in hand which they can kind of make up some ground but that's still Puts them eleven short or you know, eleven short of City at the top. Um, and not even close to the other teams that are competitive. But, you know, I I was watching their game today and I was able to see the second half, uh, most of the first half, but all of the second half. And the difference is just as Matt's always talked about, it's like this really random collection of really bad average players right now. Like it, it just bad to average is about what they get. Even Ronaldo's having a difficult time as far as the way that he creates normally Um, seven goals in this many matches for Ronaldo is not quite up to snuff is what he's used to. Um, Even when he was with Juventus, he scored a ton Um, as he's kind of winding down in his career, maybe he's starting to kind of feel the effects where he can't play all the time in the premier league. But I think that most of his problems have stemmed from the ability just or the inability for United in the midfield to create anything. Um, I saw a bunch of stuff today that was just talking about how bad the midfield is at getting, guys like Bruno the ball and Ronaldo the ball and Rashford the ball and different, you know, difficult spots for the defense. And it is true. I mean, it's three guys playing on an Island together and playing on an Island. Um, and they're not together at all. So it's, you know, it's a team that really struggles defensively too. Harry Maguire is not a good defender. Um, you know, he, he had been a good defender, but if you look at all his stats and advanced scouting and stuff, he's like 16th and 17th percentile in defending and tackling in the final third, which is brutal for a defender. Um, but he's not really helped by anything behind him, Um, and their central defensive mid is just non-existent at this point. I mean, Scott Metomini might be their best thing that they have that they can throw out there, but even when he's out there, it's kind of a disaster. So, you know, Rangnick, I don't know what he does. I think he figures out that this team's just not very good, and at this point, like Matt said, this is a totally burn it down and sell as many players as you can to find a team that can press because I think that's the eventually where they're going to head if they're going to have Rangnick at the top spot because that's what he's always done. He's going to incorporate that Klopp-like press that exists. You know, he, he, Pep, Klopp, and and now even Tuchel have tried to apply pressure to these teams because you can just absolutely smack in teams when you can apply pressure. But if you look at the players United have, there's no way they're going to be pressing anybody in this league. So it, they don't create problems for anybody. They don't create problems defensively in the attack. I mean, it's just a really poor team. And now they got to go try to find a manager, which we still, you know, we can keep harping on. Because when Rangnick leaves, there's still a vacant spot. Like, who's going to take that over? (laughs) Is Armist going to take that over? Like, what's going to happen? I mean, is that where they eventually go, which would be terrifying? Uh, It it seems that United are in a really tough spot. They don't have as much money to spend as they want because they put it in a bunch of players that aren't very good. So... I don't know. It's burn it down and see what happens, I think, for United.
0: All right, let's uh take a look. We we talked about City, you know, Leicester almost came back there. Arsenal thumped Norwich 5-0. Norwich is going down, right, Logan? And uh, Josh Sargent's gonna have to uh maybe earn a spot in the championship.
1: It's good for Josh Sargent because he can kind of figure it out in, in the ch- or in the championship. Um, maybe a couple other players will join him. But, yeah, it's uh, Norwich is done. I, I think they're one of the teams for sure. Going down, they just don't defend well. Newcastle's in a lot of trouble too, um, so they, they might join him. But I, I know we can talk a little bit about them later. But they, they also lost Sam Maximin and Callum Wilson today to injuries. Um, they've had com- some COVID issues as well. But Norwich City, I mean – Norwich City has never figured it out, and nor do I ever think they will. They're 18 matches in. They don't have any games in hand. Burnley has games in hand. Watford has games in hand. Everton has games in hand who shouldn't be in that zone anyway. So you're starting to look at teams. They're running out of options for relegation teams, and I think Leeds is a better team out of that category of five down there at the bottom. But, yeah, Norwich, it is, it's just been a matter of defense, and they've only scored eight goals on the season. I mean, they're not looking for anybody to score – Um, Their their top goal scorer is Pookie, but behind that is Hanley, one of their defenders. So it's not been a a good stay for North City. They'll be back in 2023 or whatever it is. So I'm sure it'll be a tough stay in the championship for a year, but they'll be back.
0: (laughs) And we also had Brighton beat Brentford. Chelsea beat Aston Villa thanks to two penalties. Southampton upsets West Ham. And then we had Liverpool Leeds canceled. Wolves Watford canceled. Burnley Everton canceled. And uh, I think if we're looking at it as well, uh, Leeds next game is already canceled. For.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. Against Villa. Uh, that's tomorrow. Arsenal Wolves is postponed.
2: I would say I think Arsenal got postponed.
0: Yeah. So here we go. Let, let's take a. Preview of what we got coming up here. We got Arsenal versus Wolves canceled, Crystal Palace versus Norwich, Southampton versus Tottenham, Watford versus West Ham, Leeds and Villa canceled, and Leicester versus Liverpool. Uh, Wednesday, Chelsea versus Brighton, Brentford versus Man City, and Thursday, Everton, Newcastle, United versus Burnley. And then we have some games on Saturday as well: Arsenal, Man City, Leicester, Norwich, Watford, Tottenham, Palace, West Ham. Sunday: Brentford, Villa, Everton, Leeds, Burnley, Southampton versus Newcastle, Chelsea versus Liverpool, and Monday, January third, Manchester United versus Wolves. So we'll be breaking down all of that fun action uh, on next week. Uh, The table currently, as I said, Man City first with 47, Liverpool second with 41, Chelsea third with 41, Arsenal fourth with 35, Tottenham fifth with 29, West Ham sixth with 28, United seventh with 28, Wolves in eighth with 25, Brighton in ninth with 23, Leicester in tenth with 22, Villa in 11th with 22, Palace in 12th with 20, Brentford in 13th with 20, Southampton in 14th with 20, Everton dangerously in 15th with 19, though they're still eight points up on relegation. Leeds in 16th with 16 points, Brentford in 17th with 13, then Burnley, Newcastle, Norwich with 11 and 10 points. I mean, at this point, I'm almost thinking relegation is just 17 through 20. I mean, there is a five-point gap from Leeds and Burnley that I'm not so sure they're in all that much trouble. And then above Leeds, of course, is Everton with 19 points. But again, they're eight points up on Burnley. At least the line ends there, I think, where maybe Leeds, Watford, and the bottom three are in on relegation. What do you think, Matt? What's your take on relegation? here?
2: Um, I, I agree with what you said. Uh, I even with Leeds only being 5 points up i think Leeds team is talented enough um, a lot of it's just they have so many injuries and that's and i ironically it sounds like injuries are more the reason they've had their games postponed where they got like one or two covid cases and that all that took them out in terms of eligible amount of players um but as long as they can get like two or three of their guys healthy they're better than all those teams below them. Same with Everton. They've had a lot of injuries slash a couple of COVID issues. Those teams just need to be, I would say like 50% healthier than what they are right now. And I don't even think they will, they'll be under 10 points away from relegation. Like it, it literally is probably a battle of those four teams. And I don't really think there's any way to, dis- I think the only one that I would, I would say is guaranteed is Norwich just because you know, Newcastle, you don't know what's going to happen in January. They might get some players. Burnley find ways to do it. Plus, they're generally defensively sound. Um, and Watford, for some reason, can look really good on occasion, and they do score goals. So I between those three, I, I don't think – I think it's just a toss-up right now, and I, I think after January you could get a better picture because if Newcastle bring in a few decent players, then I don't think – it's any risk of it not being um, Norwich, Burnley, and Watford. Uh, that that would be, I think, the most likely that I would say get relegated.
0: I think Newcastle's down. I mean, I guess they can technically get up, but when you have forty goals get seated, um, I mean,
2: but the the one players, they I'm have, not
0: sure. I'm not sure if they can do it.
2: Their benefit is money. Because if you could find a couple of players that you could possibly get on loan, that could be slightly stabilizing in terms of defense, whether it's in midfield or defense. I, you know, I just, I can't say they're possibly, I can't say that they're a favorite to get relegated till I see what they do in January. That That's just my take on it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, the only reason I say that is because I, I find it very tough Uh, you know, even if they have money, you know, we've seen United spend money on defenders like Varane, uh, you know, Varane and uh, Harry Maguire that people ranked pretty high at first and they just look like crap now. So, I mean, I, am not sure. I'm just not sure what they would be able to bring in to help, help that out. It's the most goals. Yes. Conceded. Yeah. Um, I mean, Norwich is 39. But Norwich only scores eight goals. So, I mean, Newcastle has that going for them, that they score goals. But Burnley is only given up 21, and Watford giving up 31. I just really worry about that. They're on three straight losses and then a draw. You know, luckily, I guess they have Everton next. <laughs> they could probably do something like that. They played United well. So, I mean, maybe they're trending up, but... Uh... Not so sure. Logan, your thoughts on who is eligible for relegation and, I guess, who you think would be relegated?
1: I think, obviously, Leeds, like I said earlier, was is the better of the teams, uh, especially when healthy. They're, they're a team that really doesn't belong down there but have gotten down there just due to some bad luck and hadn't played so well, um, but are starting to kind of turn the corner and playing a little bit better than they were. Um, which is kind of, savage, you know, uh, salvage their their season for them. But I, I think that, you know, Everton, obviously, in Southampton, who we kind of talked about earlier, Southampton being a team that we thought could go down, it just seems like they've got it figured out now, too. So I do really think that it is, like you said, Jordan, I think it's those bottom five. And I, I think more so it's going to be Watford, you know, that's going to kind of get back into that mix um, just because they're not good. They're not playing well at all. They've got four losses in a row. Burnley like you said I, Burnley defends well um and they've got one of the best keepers in in between the posts so i think that that helps And they actually continue. have games
0: in hand too i didn't yeah. realize this you know they have two oh, games got, in hand of Everton so many. and yeah. they've got four games in hand of Newcastle so right. i mean they're they're pretty set i guess Yeah Burnley, so i mean yeah
1: yeah with 15 matches played they really could do some damage and i think that they could you know grab a point here or there and they're back up out, off of Watford so i do think that <laughs> Out of all the teams, Burnley is the one that stays safe. I think Newcastle and Norwich are in a lot of trouble, and I don't think that there's enough out there that would want to try it. Because if you're a player out there and you go, okay, well, Newcastle can sign you to a hefty contract and give you a lot of money, is that really worth going down to the championship where you're then going to lose some of that money and some of that opportunity to be on a top team playing in the top Premier League? It just seems like a really bad move for anybody that's trying to join Newcastle. Whereas if they were sitting 10th or 11th, be a whole different story. I think you've got guys that would be like, okay, I'm young enough to where I can now go to this team. But now they're also missing San Maximin and Callum Wilson. That's pretty much their whole attack. So it's gone. Um, They did almost beat United. They should have beaten United. But, you know, De Gea saves the day. But it it shows you just how bad Newcastle are that they can't get up off the snide, um, even with some of the talent and money that they have now.
0: And then you have like the middle people that You know, middle teams that are probably not going to do much damage going forward, I would call those probably from, geez, I think United downward, right? I mean, United technically still can. They're at 28 points. But when you look at teams like Wolves with 25, Brighton with 23, Leicester 22, Villa 22, Palace 20, you know, Brentford and Southampton 20, those are probably safe teams but they're probably not going to get into the top four. I mean, like I said, Arsenal coming onto it. Arsenal is only six points behind Chelsea. Um, So, you know, for how bad they've been to start the season, you know, they're on this uh, upward trajectory. They've moved Obama Yang from being in. They struck him of that. They, really aren't playing him and they're, they're doing well with the kids that they have. And, you know, Lacazette power to him has been there playing. He's not being like, uh, you know, he's not doing the same kind of stuff that Aubameyang's doing. And Aubameyang had this problem at uh, Dortmund as well at times. So it seems like it's just something he does. Um, but if I'm Arsenal, I'm ready to move on from Aubameyang it's like ever since they signed for him he's just been you know i don't i don't know how to, to you know what to say he's just been kind of like a, i guess a diva since he signed his contract and unfortunately they had put all that money into him and instead they probably could have sold him and and got somebody who actually wants to be there um west ham sadly have kind of really dropped off lately tottenham is you know kind of in this uh uh, I mean, they've, they haven't lost in five games, at least they've had three straight wins, then a, uh, then a draw, then a win. Um, you know, so they've been going up, they got the Spider-Man power from, you know, uh, you have, uh, Holland, who's a fan of, of Tottenham Hotspur. He met son and, you know, now they do the Spider-Man celebration every time. Uh, Holland was trying to get Mbappe to go to Tottenham and, um, and Bappe just laughed at him. So, I mean, you, you know, Holland's trying his best as a star superhero to get some recruits here to his club, which I respect. But, hey, they're, under Conte, they've kind of turned around after kind of a slow start with him. And, you know, they're in a reasonable spot where they can challenge for top four. But really, I think and they, they have three games in hand where they can actually jump up above Arsenal So I guess last question before we kind of get out of here soon, do we think Conte uh, Tottenham, you know, Kane still hasn't been Kane as of old. Can they catch Arsenal who have been kind of this uh, David, right? Against uh, other Goliaths here. And uh, does Arteta, has Arteta finally figured out how to manage? We'll start with you, Logan. What's your thoughts on those topics?
1: Well, I've been really impressed with Arsenal as far as their team's concerned. They dropped their best player on paper, supposedly, and now they've completely righted ship. And now it looks like if spent well, money could be thrown out there. Uh, I don't know if party plays for Ghana, but it does. I guess they would lose him. Because um, I was like trying to look at the AFCON teams, um, because I do know Liverpool's about to lose their whole attack to the AFCON teams. Um, so I was kind of like looking at what teams miss out with some of that. Mendy's gone from Chelsea. But it does look like Arsenal is one that stays intact. And it also looks like that Tottenham, given their players, uh, looking down their list of players, it looks like none of them will be gone. So, it, you know, I, I think it's very realistic that Arsenal and Tottenham, Tottenham's starting to play a little bit better. And actually, Harry Kane actually has looked a lot better. Um, he's he's kind of finding spaces. He's just not scoring. Um, and actually, it looks like he's kind of gotten into Conte's system because Conte requires – uh, quite a lot of conditioning and I know that's been a tough thing for a lot of the Tottenham players because they hadn't had guys like that um, so I know that getting him into conditioning um, and getting him into shape uh, and playing well I, I think that's been a big difference Sun has I think surpassed him as being their best player uh, as far as just creating and constantly uh, con- contributing to, to the cause so I think that that's been uh, a great thing um, I guess I could harp on the fact that we decided that Harry Kane is not the best striker in all of Europe anymore. Um, after we had a long argument last year. Remember that, you two? I don't think he ever
0: um, was. I never said he was <laughs> the best no, in Europe. Yes, we did. Yes, we did. No, no, no. Yes, yes. I said he you was said better than he was up there with Lewandowski. He's up there with Lewandowski, but yeah. Lewandowski is the best striker. That's uh, what I said.
1: Well, now he's like not even better than Ferran Torres. So it's it, it has. It's been like it's been a tough one with Tottenham, but like with Tottenham, if you can find Harry Kane again, I mean, this team is playing a lot better than they were. And I think Conte is what you would say. He's probably one of the top managers. If you had to go and look for managers to kind of turn a a system around and play well. Um, So, yeah, I I think that Arsenal, I think that Tottenham if playing well, uh, they could definitely make a run um, to try to catch up to Chelsea. Cause I do think that, like you said, Jordan, I think, Chelsea's kind of falling down a cliff. Um, they've had a really rough go, and if without Lukaku in that last game, I think they lose to Villa. So I, I think that there's a lot at stake for Chelsea. I think there's a lot of pressure with Chelsea. There's a lot of injury and COVID issues with Chelsea. They're going to lose Mendy. So does that mean you have to put Kepa in? I, I don't know what's going to happen to Chelsea, but it'll be interesting to see. Pulisic will be gone, I think. Um, so it, it is. It's, something's weird in the water in Chelsea, but I do think that Arsenal and Tottenham have enough now if Chelsea continues to fall to catch up to them.
0: Yeah, I actually do really worry that at the end of the season, Tuchel's probably gone and then Chelsea's kind of in the same spot they've been in. And then you'll have more rotation of uh, of who the manager prefers because a new manager will come in and we'll kind of go through all this stuff over and over and over again.
1: Wasn't it this time last year too?
0: It, w- it was. Uh, it was right after – I think it was after New Year because – this around this time now, during these games, was when um, I think Arteta beat Chelsea like three nothing or whatever, and that caused Lampard to uh be on the hot seat. Um, yeah, so it was sometime you know, around Tuchel,
2: Tuchel got fired on Christmas Eve or something. I know I heard that, so like that would that would be about the same timing, I guess, because yeah. he got he got hired pretty quickly yeah so
0: I, I do think um, I, I do think I wonder either by his choice, if he doesn't think things are going well or you know we know how itchy of a trigger finger uh, you know Chelsea has with <laughs> managers that you know it could be a real possibility. you know they're in third right now, but like we just talked about how you know tottenham have three games in hand. they've been kind of on a run, Arsenal's on a run. If Chelsea continue to falter, now of course only one loss in their last five. They've had two wins and two draws, but they haven't really looked impressive. Um, yes, they've had some COVID issues, but even before that, they were starting to, um, you know, give up some, uh, you know, some of these uh, games. Um, I'm trying to think of what game it was. Uh, was it against Burnley? Maybe that didn't look great. They still won like one nothing or whatever, uh, but they didn't I look know, great. I know
2: Brentford was like that. Uh, you
0: know what it was? It was the it was the Watford two one game, I think. Uh, um, and then they lost to West Ham right after that, and then they drew with Zenit in the Champions League. You know, they drew with Everton, they drew with Wolves, they beat Leeds three to two. Like they've been in some scary situations. You know, Villa took an early lead against them. They came back and. Won that one. Again, they had two penalties. Can't always rely on. So I do wonder, you know, how to go there. I mean, they have a chance to win the Carabao Cup. They go up against Spurs. Um But we'll see. We'll see how that goes for them. Um Otherwise, I think, you know, the stories of the past few weeks have really been Arsenal and Tottenham. And, of course, City just already waltzing their way to the to the title, it seems like. Um, you know, unless if Liverpool can you know, beat them the next time they play each other and not drop any more points, then, you know, we can make it a little more interesting. But, uh, unfortunately I do think the rele- rele- relegation seems to be almost wrapped up and the title almost seems to be wrapped up and we're at boxing day. It kind of sucks.
1: I wanted to know Matt on your side, um, cause I didn't understand mm-hmm. how many, like how good these guys teams are, but like, how worried are you about Liverpool having a chance at the title? with
2: AFCON for a month? I mean, are these guys expected to go long into AFCON? Um, so from what I hear, it sounds like the only one that has a legitimate possibility. I've heard a few things with AFCON. Apparently AFCON is a really weird tournament where mm-hmm. a lot of times the favored teams don't tend to do very well. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only one that's on like a legitimately good team is Mane. Uh, Senegal apparently is is usually a really high favorite Egypt literally only has Salah and then probably people that are league one or two worthy. Um, and then Keita is uh, going to, with Guinea and I, I really don't think they have any, any chance So he'll probably be back quickly. Honestly, I'm not, you know, it, it, it does suck to to have them going to AFCON cause it does make it feel like that's going to be a big issue. And I, I do think it will, but it, in all fairness, the only shot I felt like they had was city going through like a bit of a struggle before AFCON to give them some sort Mm -hmm. of buffer. Um, I I really don't see any other way Liverpool win the league unless they literally win every single game from here on out. And if they do that, I would assume they would have goal differential over city by the end of it, but they would still be tight on points. So it's like, I, I don't know who beats city. I, I, I really don't. Um, because I, I, I think it, what's going to be a fun game is Arsenal City coming up here, because it's going to be a very big test for Arsenal, who I, I don't feel have played really good teams recently. You know, Leeds have nobody right now. They're all hurt. Um, they Yeah, they, they run rampant on Leeds and Norwich, but I don't find that to be overly impressive. Um, so it, it'll be a fun game to see, because if Arsenal gives City a game, then maybe I'll change my tune on City, because maybe Tottenham get points or maybe Chelsea get points, you know, maybe city find a way to drop some points in some random games. Um, But if city run rampant over one of the hottest teams in soccer right now and just go, Hey, it doesn't matter at this point, then I'm just going to be like, I, it sucks to see them leave, but I don't think it's going to make a difference in the end. It, what might make a difference is actually in Carabao, because they'll be out of both the Carabao Cup games against Arsenal. Um, and, you know, I know Klopp doesn't exactly like that trophy, but it might be a trophy to win at this point. Um, but no, I, I. it sucks to see him go, but I don't think in the end it will have made a huge difference. And the city are just too good. And they're, like I, th- I always say, they're a boring good, it's not even fun you know what's going to happen in the game. And I, I, I honestly think that makes it a little bit boring.
0: We'll end it there with boring city or kind of, you know, fits perfectly. Uh, <laughs> um, But yeah, so we, we got a lot of games still coming up here. If they don't get canceled um, that we'll be talking about next week. But I hope everyone enjoys their holidays again, once again, uh, everybody but city fans. And we will catch you all uh, next time. If you want to give us a follow, you can reach us on Twitter at Stoppage Show, Facebook.com slash Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Email us Stoppage at gmail.com or Instagram, Stoppage Time Soccer Show. Logan, what did we have uh, what did we last talk about on stateside? And what do you what do we have coming up?
1: Yeah, so we talked about Charlotte FC joining the league, and that was exciting because we got to do some expansion draft coverage. Got to explain some expansion draft to a couple of the live people. I know we had a lot of Charlotte fans listening, and had really good turnout for that episode and uh, recording that. So that was fun. But yeah, looking forward to the season, and soon Jordan and I, <laughs> I think in a, like a week or so, we'll be ramping up our season previews for uh, all thirty uh, Already. teams or whatever it is twenty 28, is it 30? Yeah, 28, 28 now. Like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever how many we're at now 28 so yeah it should be fun uh atlanta and then i think we're going to try to do some two team ones i don't know it, it, people like the one hour episodes last year jordan so i don't know if we're kind of stuck into that thing or not yeah so, uh, we might be we it'd might be pretty be. exciting we'll but at least we know what's going on this time so
0: yeah yeah no it should be good um yeah it's a lot of fun that live stream you know I actually had quite a quite a good amount of people dropping in Some people that had no idea about MLS and just were interested in what an expansion draft was and all that kind of stuff. So that was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, we're also on pod awakens going to be talking book of Boba Fett, which is releasing on Wednesday. So we'll be, we'll be doing that. So you can check us out there. Matt and I just recently wrapped up our, uh, Hawkeye stuff on to the infinity saga and beyond. um, so lots of lots of good stuff there. Logan and I also talked Spider Man No Way Home on there. Uh, I've had three episodes about Spider Man No Way Home already. Uh, so those episodes have been doing tremendous, by the way. So if you're a Marvel fan, you can check us out there. That's To the Infinity Saga and Beyond. That's To Infinity Saga on uh, Twitter. I think I don't know what it is. What is it? Um, yep, To Infinity Saga on Twitter. Um, Pod Awakens on Twitter for uh, the Star Wars podcast where we'll be talking some Boba Fett. But yeah, I hope everyone has a great holidays. Happy New Year, and we'll see you in 2022. Kane has stolen it to death! That's what he's there for! Thank you for listening to Stoppage Time Soccer Show. We hope that you continue to listen to our show and listen to us recap the English Premier League from our perspective. We'll also be talking some Champions League and any other leagues that impact world soccer.